0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Quest for New Inspiration. My name is KT Mashler. One of the reasons I started this podcast is because I was lacking inspiration in my own life. So while I was searching for it, I figured I'd share it with you guys. And this week I had the opportunity of chatting with Sean James. I hope he inspires you as much as he inspired me. You wanna explain a little bit to me about who you are, what you do, that kind of stuff?
1: My name is Sean James and I am glad to be on Quest for Inspiration. Um, Inspiration is something that I try to give every single day. A little bit about me, I am a kid that grew up in the Midwest, I grew up in a small town called Hutchison, Kansas, and was afforded um, two unbelievable parents and unbelievable community Ah. and unbelievable teammates, which afforded me to go to college and play college football. And um, I was successful in two sports in college. And once I finished my college years, I went on become a free agent for the Minnesota Viking. I was there one year as a practice player, um, one year as an active player, and then I was released and picked up by the Chicago Bears in 95. So that led me to New York City. This year in July, it will be my 30th year. And honestly, it does. It feels like I've been here like 10 years. You know how you hear older people saying, it's going to go fast?
0: Yeah.
1: It does. (laughs) I moved here at 22. I'm 52 now. I can't tell you 40 to 50 was like the fastest decade of my life. It goes really quickly. So anyone out there that's thinking that it doesn't go fast, you have time, but be productive in your time. (laughs) <laughs> I guess, you know, I, I'm a serial entrepreneur. Um, I have a company called BeQuest Management. It's a financial management company where we um, have four arms of our business. It's private banking, private equity, uh, VCs that we bring on board. But what I mo- mostly do is I inspire athletes that are either retiring or high net worth people that are getting started. I think what we fail to realize is that even going to college, they don't teach you about financial literacy. And a lot of that is something that is taught at home. If you're lucky enough to come from a good pedigree or if you're lucky enough just to have someone educated that understands how money works. So I became fascinated with that after I was a player because I saw so many guys really not understand how money works. And the key to that is, interesting stats, 72% of the people that win the lottery in our country Within five years, are right back to where they started. They're broke. You can't tell me that wealthy people don't know something that you don't know, and that's kind of been my mission of seeing almost ninety-nine percent of the NBA players that get divorced file for bankruptcy. Almost forty-two percent of the NFL players that make millions of dollars are living by you know ends meeting on on a daily basis. They're waiting for their their retirement, and so. These things were really important in the sense of just the sector that I work in, which is really high net worth people, sports figures. And the other arm is nonprofit. Um, I'm a philanthropist. And what I realized real quick is to be able to sustain a philanthropy business or operation or organization, you got to make money. Um, there's not too many black broke philanthropists out there. you got to be able to sustain money and which ties back to why I, teach financial literacy. Those things work hand in hand. So it was very important for me to be able to give back and help people, if anything, show them the way. I think the easiest way to be successful is to follow successful people and understand their habits and the things that they do on a daily basis. But more importantly, I think a lot of people out there think that success is just something that is about luck. It's not luck. It'll never be lucky. You know, Even the people that, that come from a pedigree of wealth it's, you still have to be able to sustain it and and that's where I come in that's where I saw my purpose um, was to be able to teach people financial literacy um, more importantly uh, understand how money works and then understand the mindset of an entrepreneur it is not pretty it's painful but when you're successful it can be one of the most free things in the world I've been able to exit three companies I've sold them um, I've done a lot of different things in many different sectors from the creative arts to uh, the philanthropy space. I have two organizations, one's called Sean James Student Athletes, where we send underprivileged kids between the ages of eight and 14 to sports camps and creative arts camps from, from Broadway to theater to Princeton's football camp. And we're associated with four different universities, Princeton, KU.
0: Yeah, Rock Chalk. Uh,
1: K-State and uh, UCLA in Maryland. Um, and so I try to kind of cover the globe in the sense of just West Coast, East Coast, middle America, and then of course, um, I haven't gotten anything down South yet. So that's kind of what I do. And then, you know, I- I'd love to talk to you about how I got it done and, and what, I- what I did to get there.
0: Okay, so, well, for- first off, uh, financial, just like knowledge and like is so important. I'm lucky enough to have the mom I did and just knew all of this banking and financial stuff just like automatically. So she just naturally taught that stuff. Otherwise Mm -hmm. I would've came to college, not known anything I wouldn't have known. I first came across you is you did a anti-bullying presentation at Bueller High and I was just super inspired. Do you want to talk a little bit about that platform?
1: Yeah. A lot of the things that I do um, have to mean something to me. And as an athlete, um, growing up in a small town like Hutchison, I didn't really deal with being bullied so much. Um, I grew up in a time where in the 1980s, late 80s, that I didn't. there was really no division per se in the way that we see it even now, you know. Um, so I didn't deal with like someone beating me up or you know, making fun of the way that I dressed. I am extremely privileged in that way. I have really good parents. I come from an educated background, and there was really no way that you could bully me without me allowing you to. But why I was able to do that is because I was a good athlete. And I think what we fail to realize when we're young, sport in Midwest is like sport in South. It ties together there's something called friday night lights there's something that everybody can identify with with their local high school and that really shielded me from maybe perhaps mm-hmm. some of the things i might have dealt with if i wasn't occupied being good at something and i think a lot of people don't find how great they are in other aspects of life until later in life and so sport we play from the time that we're five years old from kindergarten all the way to 12th grade I was able to escape that because I was always good at something. So I added value to anything that I bought or I was asked to be on the sports team. And I knew that. I, I think I had a really good understanding of, of my EQ, my emotional intelligence of other people. And I remember what it felt like when people would you know, do something as simple as pick teams. And I was always the first picked and it was just normal. But I remember toward the end, the last two or three kids, and I remember, I, it was even hard for me to look at it. I always felt some way, I didn't, I I cared, and I, I never really articulated that when I was young. But I was like, man, what what must it feel like them to be the last picked, right? For whatever reason it might be, and that stuck with me. I think my parents had a lot to do with giving back, and then when I got to the to to the um, to the point where I could actually impact it, because people listened to what I had to say. And a lot of that had to do with being an NFL player, a former NFL player, and having access to other former NFL players. I wanted to spin this negative perception of big, tough guys into something that was really, really powerful and motivating in the sense of if I have access to a lot of different types of NFL players and I can write a curriculum and empower the very thing that I saw missing when I was a kid, to help other kids that aren't athletes. They might not even be that smart, but then maybe they're gifted in band. Maybe they're gifted dancers. Maybe they're gifted many different things. I could tell you five people right now that were bullied. Prince, the artist formerly known as Prince, Justin Timberlake, I could go Justin Bieber. All these kids were bullied because they were creatives and they weren't good on the hockey uh, rink or football field. They were just good at singing and dancing. And there's a stigma that comes with that, right? That stigma is you're gay, you might not be tough, you know, real men play sports. And I wanted to sing and I wanted to dance, but I didn't tell anybody, but I was smart. And so my EQ, my emotional intelligence, which I don't think that we value enough at the local level in the sense of just like, how do we teach kids? There's five different learning ways to teach kids. And a lot of it's just all academia, right? Um, I was fortunate enough to be smart, so I didn't really get bullied in that aspect, but I wanted to change the narrative of how we can actually implement curriculum in schools to really put the athletes on the spot and the people that were popular in a way that we can empower others so we can create a community, because it's always going to be about community.
0: Okay. Okay. Um so where do you find all of this inspiration to let you share with other people like I follow you on Instagram and I know just like on a daily basis you're sharing these inspirational yeah. quotes and just stuff that literally to help anybody where do you is there a place that you go to find I think them?
1: some of it's innate. I think I was born with some of this, but to be honest with you it's other people. It's very simple. I think humans make things complicated and and I read a lot. And so I'm inspired by people. It's always been my go-to, right? I'll give you a quick story. In order to be an NFL football player, you know what I did? I studied NFL football players. I ate like them, I talked like them, I worked out like them. I did everything possible to persevere. And you know what? I didn't quit, right? The thing is, is that we have this thing in America which is a good thing because we're a winning country, but it's either you win or you lose. And I wanted to spin that on his head and basically say, no, I'm either behind or I'm ahead. I'm never losing, right? Because everyone that's been successful from just Jeff Bezos to Elon Musk, they lost at some point. Something didn't go right for them, but they kept going. So a lot of my inspiration is really about people. And, you know, that's obviously has to do with, I'm a little bit older, so I've experienced some good and bad in my life. Um, I went through a divorce. I went through, I went through so many different things that made me persevere, but more importantly, made me understand that you're a combination of the people that you spend the most time with and your habits are a big part of your environment. So if you change the environment, like for instance, I'll give you an example. KU is an environment in a community. And the people that signed up to go there when they were 17 know that there's an environment that they can be safe, they can flourish, and more importantly, they're gonna win, right? I associate KU basketball with the students. You guys are winners. I associate K-State football with the students. They're winners. So I gravitate toward the communities that are actually winning because they're doing something better than everybody else and it's there. There's an abundance of winning. You just got to find it. You have to find that abundance, and you have to go navigate to put yourself in the place to win, and so many people don't want to do that, so they get mad at the winners, but they have the opportunity to do, to do the same thing that you're doing, which is you worked your butt off to get into KU. You, you're a graduate now, and now you're going to flourish because when people hear Rock Chalk Jayhawk, that means something to them, right, and I think what's funny about my outlook on that is that I didn't go to either K-State, KU, or Wichita State. So anytime someone's winning, I'll post something, and all my K-State friends are like, oh, freaking KU, we (laughs) suck. They suck. And then when K-State's doing well, all my KU friends are like, oh, forget K-State, they're whack. So it's funny because when you're not in it, you know, for me, it's Kansas, right? Like, Um, the many things that I didn't like about Kansas as I got older, they they were ultimately the things that I loved. They were my values, the people, the community, the camaraderie, the teams, of the sports, the food, and just all the things that make people feel good. And like I said, you are a combination of the people that you're around and your environment, and that environment will give you better ideals. It'll give you better ways of thinking. And more importantly, you have good people around you you won't go left as much you'll go right more and that's really what life's about it's about finding people that have done the things that you want to do and ask them about their mistakes and their failures versus how they got there because if you don't do the same mistakes and the failures that they had you're going to be a quicker way you're going to get there a lot quicker than they did and that's really what it's about i find people that truly want to help me and i think sometimes as as we were younger, we're scared to ask because we sca- We're scared that they might. We might. They might say no, or we're scared to let people that we don't know. You don't know everything. I don't know everything. So the quickest way to get an answer is to ask a person that's smarter than you, and tell them. I think that you're smarter than me, and you have more experience. Can you tell me about how you got to where you're going? And okay. and that's really what it's about.
0: Even for this podcast, like when i started it i had to like motivate myself to like reach out to these certain people and just let like i was scared to reach out to you and even even though i know our parent, my mom's like your friend like your acquaintances yeah like i just i knew that you had all this inspiration to share but like i was just not letting myself do it but i was like i had to just get over that and be like no he he people are going to be helpful. People want to share their inspiration. People want to give advice. So yeah.
1: Let me let me comment about your, your, your take on even being scared to reach out to me. That's real, right? People are busy. People that look, look important. A lot of times you don't think they have the time. The reason that I'm with you right now is because of your parents. Your parents have been good to me. They're good friends of mine. And that's what we fail to realize when I say access. Your parents have access to me. And the more that you have better people to have access to, right? But just think about not college. Think about nothing about college. Think about the people that you met in college. Will they take your call? Why do they follow you? What, are you, what value are you bringing to the table? And just by you saying because I knew my mom had a relationship with you and my parents knew who you were. And I grew up around your parents. I grew up around your uncle. Um, You know, he was my trainer and went on to to be a great, you know, USC trainer, doctor. Those things are important and sometimes we don't value them when we're actually going through it. And so the soundbite that I'm giving you right now is access and awareness is everything. You were aware that you knew me, you had spoken to me, you had saw me, And I'm pretty busy, right? But this is important to me because let me explain something to you. When people show me that they meet, that that they have a purpose and they want to do something and they're diligent in doing that, I'm here to help you. It's the people that say a lot of things and they don't follow up. And so the first, um, you know, thing I always tell young entrepreneurs is if you want better ideals, follow better people. I'm going to say it again. It's a great soundbite. If you want better ideals, follow better people. And a lot of that's being able to have an awareness. And so, so many of us don't understand that in life, in relationships, in business, it's all the same. You know, people will, will say, well, I'm very good at business, but I suck in relationships. No, you don't. You haven't put forth the effort that you put in your business as you would in a relationship. You are the same person in everything that you do. And when you own that, You'll be good at everything that you want to actually experience, right? So I say that because I think so many younger people, um, when I say younger, I mean, I, I deal with I deal with NFL players that could buy me 10 times, but they're 25, right? They have more money than me. They might even have more access than me. But what they don't have is the experience of understanding that that means nothing if you don't have the right people around you. And that's hard because people are, are based around communities. And communities are based around trust and trust is based around everything that we do. I trust you because of the association of your mom and dad. If you were some random person, I'd probably be like, you know what? I'm not sure. You know, I'll get back to you. And I would have maybe done some research. I didn't have to do that because of the relationship, which gave you the access, which is how it works. It's very simple, right? When you, when you think about, when you think about wealth, you know, I always say, people associate wealth with things and money. And I remember working at, I work in wealth management. I've been around so many wealthy people, but I saw so many of them, they weren't good people. Now, a lot of them were, and a lot of them gave back and a lot of them created access and opened doors for others. But I'm gonna give you this, I'm gonna read something that I think is important because I think really, you know, podcasts are about sound bites and it's about learning and giving gems to people. There's four types of real wealth. There's financial wealth, which equals money. There's social wealth, which equals status. There's time wealth, which equals freedom, right? That's what I have right now. By me having money, I have time. Time you can't get back. It's the only thing that we have. It is equitable in every venture out there. It's in relationships, in in businesses. Time is so key. And more importantly, physical wealth right? That's healthy, right? If you're sick and you have a bunch of money, what difference does it make? And then there's spiritual wealth, qualities and experience that have nothing to do with possessions. These are extremely important too. A loving family we can create. Hopefully we come from one. A lot of people don't, right? We have to have the awareness that everyone doesn't come from what we come from. The other one is good health, which I talked about. That's just as important as any kind of wealth. In a peace of mind, right, I suffer with depression, right? I was diagnosed at 37. And I probably was depressed when I was 25. I didn't know. But, you know, you have a lot of people going, oh, I'm depressed. Well, depression isn't just someone that got broke up with their boyfriend or girlfriend. It's much deeper than that. It's chemical. So the peace of mind is so important to me because I suffer um, depression. And, and, you know, 10 years ago, I couldn't have told you that because I would have thought that you would have been able to judge me. I don't care now because i'm successful i give back and i know that it's something i will have to manage the rest of my life and then the last one is um the wealth is the spiritual wealth of giving back and you can do that in so many ways not financially i feel that i'm giving back speaking to you on this podcast and i love to say this i get to do this i don't have to if we could change i have to to i get to and everything that we do in life, it will change our perception of how we look through the world, at the world, through the lens that we look through it. I get to hang out with you for 35 minutes, 40 minutes, however long this is gonna be, and it's my pleasure. And hopefully you will reciprocate. And when you have two people that, that respect one another and they can look at each other and, and reciprocate, that's when you have a really good relationship. And that's how you can get things done in life. So I get to do this versus I have to, And it's really about having those social understanding of what wealth is. It's not just money and possessions.
0: No, that's perfect. I love that. Okay. You've shared so much inspiration. I knew you'd be perfect for this podcast. Um, But do you have one last piece of advice to say not, well, I guess me and or your 25 year old self, what advice would you give him?
1: I would say this 25 is an amazing age because You're not a kid anymore and you're no longer a teenager. And those that were lucky enough to go to college, we understand that if you think about your senior year in high school versus your senior year in college, how different of a person you were in those four years. Just process that. Those that didn't get to go to college might've started a job or a career or entrepreneur, or maybe they went into the army or the reserves or whatever, still, the lens is still pretty much the same. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't think that the, the degree that you got or didn't get defined you, right? Explore, learn, meet people that don't look like you, understand people that don't look like you, because you can always go back to your circle. Our circle's home, right? Our circle is you and me, right? We come from the same place. Our circle is knowing that maybe we could go to prairie dunes and golf, or we can go to Roy's Barbecue, right? Those things mean something to me. And I didn't realize that when I was 25 because I was trying to get away from them. I was trying to escape that. And so my, my, my suggestion, I'll read a couple things to you. The first to apologize is the bravest, right? Men relationships, never let your ego get in the way of someone that you truly love. I know it's easier said than done. I'm the victim of it. My ego was so big and I'm like, well, you know what? They did this to me. I'm not going to be friends with them. The first to apologize is the bravest. And you know what? If, if I died tomorrow, I would want my tombstone to say he was brave, right? The second is the first to forgive is the strongest. I'm sorry. It's okay to say you're sorry. And the quicker that if you say it at 25, it'll be easier at 35 and super easy at 45 and 55. So start now. And then the last would be, the first to forget is the happiest, right? And you have to do one and two first before you can forgive it, right? You have to apologize. You have to figure out what can I do to make it better? How can I fix this? And more importantly, that's when you really start to have the joy because those things can own you for a really long time. And that's where mental illness comes. That's why you see so many older people that are just frustrated with their lives because they couldn't do those simple things. The ego guy, I've seen guys lose so much money because of ego, you know, ruin relationships because of ego and girls. I think girls might even be worse because girls, girls don't forget. They hold on to that and they're like, you know what? She did this to me and I just cannot forgive that. Let it go. I have another thing I always say too is successful people are just unsuccessful people who know how to recover. Never think your mistake or something that you've done should stop you. As I said earlier in the beginning of this conversation, don't quit. Just learn how not to do what you did the last time better and better and better, right? You gotta remember when the Kansas City Chiefs weren't that good? Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Let me just tell you this. They created a, a community and a fan base that has always been there, mm-hmm. right? And we're loyal to them, right, because of that. To the point we're almost as loyal, I think even loyal than the Dallas Cowboys, which is America's team, <laughs> right? We kicked their ass. So a lot of what I'm saying is being able to apologize and figure out how to do it better is what the Chiefs did. And from that, their leader, Mahomes, owns that because he's their leader. And sometimes we don't look at the 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 big picture. It's all about leadership, right? And Part of being 25 is figuring out who are the leaders that are around you that you have access to? How can they help you? And how can you add value to them? Right? It's seamless if you could just have the opportunity and have access to them. Go ask them. Say, how did you get that house? How did you get that Mercedes? How did you get anything that you want? Right? There's an abundance of joy and love and things. You can all have it. The problem is, is that so many people don't think they can't. They don't think they can be successful. They're like, well, I didn't go to the right school. I don't come from money. I don't have the resources. Yes, you can. You have it. You just gotta go get it. It will not come to you. You have to wake up even when you have it. I have a lot, I have to get up and get it every day. I have to find more. I have to be able to feel good about sharing my thoughts with you. And and maybe someone that might listen to this might be empowered by it. If you're listening to this, There's an abundance out there. And all that means is that there's so much air. We all share it. Air's like the pie. There's a piece of the pie for you too. Even if it's a small sliver, that is success. So that's what I would say.
0: That is perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much.
1: If there's any way I can help you, I mean, like I said, if you need me for anything, I'm here for you, okay?
0: Perfect, thank you so much. Have a good weekend. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Quest for New Inspiration. Be sure to check out the show notes for all of Sean's social media links. And if you're feeling super generous, please leave a rating or review and make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.